everybody. Welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. It's good to be back. Uh, we, it's getting harder and harder to get us into a room, but uh, that doesn't matter. What matters is, is that we are Torchlit Tavern. We are a real play, Gin Rummy, 5th edition podcast, and playing with me today will be a fishman. Shouldn't it be 5th edition Gin Rummy? Yep, that's me. That's Jeff. I'm a fishman uh, playing as Rayesk, the rogue. So let's see what happens. I like how we just established in canon that Jeff is the fishman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, Jeff Not is Reyes. the fishman. Yes. Yes, I'm. I'm a fishman in real life too. Yes. Yeah. I've got. I've got non-functioning. We are. Deals. We aren't living in this space anymore. Uh, he is a, a homebrewed Crestkin rogue. Crestkin. Uh, along with something that's borderline homebrew, we also have playing with us our Robo Lady. Oh, a, a Robo Lady. Yeah, Robo Lady. He's a fish boy, and you're a Robo Lady. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I am a Robo Lady. I I'm breaking it down for people. I'm Ryan, and I play a Warforged Artificer, and her name is Number Nine. And we are ready to go. But also, I can't wait to go over the instructions on how to play Gin Rummy, because I've never done that before. Oh, right. Bro, it's a great game. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk about our final player, who is a furry, but only for 10 minutes a day. I was going to go with Stray Tomcat, but that's, yeah. <laughs> Just because of the violence. Only because of the violence. Hey, everybody. I'm Mitch, and I play the Druid on the podcast. I play a shifter, and I am actually a covert operative that is an insert from an aggressive alternative faction. And who are you? And I play Mitch. Wait, no. <laughs> Something like, the facts are in there somewhere. I leave it to you, Internet, to do your own research and figure it out. Now, I, I'm Mitch. I'm the podcast dad, dad of the podcast. I'm going to ride that line for at least another 15 years. I, I guess yeah, once I kick the kid out of the house, I can't say you're that anymore. But I'm going to milk it while I got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not an expert, yeah, still but I'm pretty sure you're dad. Yeah. still technically a dad after that. Anyway, we're <laughs> my name is Jameson Oxford. I will be your dungeon master, I guess. Are we ready to play? Uh, I will be as soon as I make this one little statement. Fishboy and Robogirl is the weirdest sequel to Sharkboy and Lava Girl I've ever heard. I saw where that was going. That being said, it, th this this thing that you guys have been doing with your three characters could definitely be directed by Robert Rodriguez. Hell yeah, I want to blast a shotgun and crap. watch him fly for that five crap. feet. Last time on Torchlight Tavern, Black Powder. Black Powder. Last time on Torchlit Tavern. Black powder. Blam. Uh, and I'm just curious what your experience with tieflings has been in the past. I don't know. I don't even know if he's ever met one that wasn't a part of the military. So they just sort of represent the leadership and its control over you to you for you. Yeah. The maker would like you to keep a close eye on him. Oh, okay. You do walk up. I'll let you have a perception check to see if you hear that. 19. And we did not say this to each other. Do not look suspicious. Two alarming things that Rayesk does notice is one, that you have taken the, you guys away from the trail, but also you notice that the blood that was on the ground for the last two times switched. This seems to be some sort of beast blood. Like a known? If blood is different, it's probably a trap. How good are you in a scrap? Talented. Uh, 21 to hide. That's what I do. <laughs> you hit him across the face and swipe blood across him. You were immediately snatched up by Nine. Like, you get one well, hand across his face. As Nine snatches me back, pretend to fight me. No, I I fully intend to pin him to the ground. Quick movement, and you just see a Null pop out of the bush. He throws a snake at Foe, and then he dips back into the bush. 
dives into the brush, onto the knoll, slashes across the midsection with his scimitar, and buries the hatchet in his collarbone. Yeah, you come across the cave entrance. And he just says into the cave, I need your ears. There's blood smeared along the ground. Seth has gone on ahead, and you know that a knoll got ahead and has probably warned everyone. Do you guys go deeper into the cave? Yeah. Last we saw, Reyes had dropped down and was crawling across the ceiling, because that's a thing that we've apparently allowed him to do. Uh, we've also had a small fire in the cave, and, and Reyes is aware that one of the gnolls at the front of the cave that the other two of you probably didn't see has gotten away. And uh, I believe that is what is got Rask on the move, correct? Correct, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, complete this stupid mission. Okay, so uh, right out the gate, uh, everybody has entered this, this cave at this point, and he, you're, you're crawling along the roof, uh, and there's, like, no smoke, right, where you are? But, like, smoke has filled this room as the fire kind of gets put out. While this cave had like a had like a nice high ceiling, uh, you actually have to transfer into the tunnel. But foe, before you even get there, it goes stop, stop, stop. What, what, what what's going on? Why are you continuing? I look back at him and hold on. I have a I have a I gotta pull out my my key here. I look back at him and my skin goes black and blue with a hexagonal hexagonal pattern, and I say more enemies, and I point. What do you mean? We only saw the one knoll. More ran. Fuck. Did we not count at least six during the attack? We kill one, we kill one more. Four somewhere. Yes, which means that one of them got away, if he is right, and is probably warning them that we are here. Shame. Uh, as you guys say this, clouds start to roll in outside, and it starts to get overcast, and sprinkling rain begins to fall. Inquisitor Foe who I haven't really described in detail. I'm going to go ahead and do that right here. He's, he is wearing a black tricorner hat, uh, which is something that I also want to establish. Uh, first rule of black powder, stealing this from E3C because I love it, is everyone gets a hat. You don't have to have a hat, but you get one. And it seems a shame to not have one because everyone you've bumped into up to this point is rocking a hat. Everyone? Bree's big on hats. Yes, everyone's rocking a hat. Even the two guards that I murdered helplessly in that in that room? Yeah. Yeah, no, wearing a hat. I feel like that'd be a much easier trophy than ears. Uh, <laughs> Everybody has a hat. Hey, I will change it right now if you want to carry hats on a string. <laughs> there who walks in menacingly wearing his bandolier of illicitly procured hats. Foe's hat is tricorner. He is dressed in a... I describe them as robes, but they are essentially like a, a very deep cloak. It comes over his shoulders like a mantle and covers his whole body if he's holding still. But otherwise, there's a... A split down the middle so it's just sort of this long thing that kind of looks like a robe when he's when he's standing still in one place but otherwise these it, it's it's reminiscent of jedi robes but like combined with a cloak on top of that there's also a silver mantle that he wears over his shoulders inquisitor vivaldi his mantle is gold representing his higher rank but otherwise the robes are a deep red in the uh, traditional color of brie and as he kind of gets his bearings he realizes that one of them got away and probably is warning people. He's going, fuck. Then it starts to rain and he goes, fuck again. And he looks outside and he says, if it rains, then the people following us will probably lose the trail. So should we go back? Did he like force me to stop moving forward or did he like make no. more of a fuss? Okay, then I kept moving forward. 
Like he was like blah blah blah, and I was like, "This is why I'm doing it." And I just kept going. Like, are, are you are you being stealthy about that? Yeah, of like, course. I rolled a stealthy last time. Did you write it down on your notes, Jay? I don't know. I clearly remember Jeff rolled a nat twenty. So here's the thing. I do I do have numbers here. I don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down. Could have been an initiative numbers. roll. I don't know. Jeff definitely rolled a nat twenty on stealth. I was there. I remember. Foe doesn't notice if you keep moving. Yeah, I fucking keep moving. If you keep going, does anyone else notice that? No, I, I remember that he rolled higher than I could see. I couldn't see him, I don't think. Um, yeah, I rolled so, easily in the 20s. Azeru Tufo, we are supposed to rescue person, right? They're probably dead, but if we wait, they are for sure dead. Your call, your commander. Someone needs to tell our backup where we are, or we will be out here alone. Send the metal thing. I can go back if you want me to. You want to give up our muscle? S- no, send the little metal things. The tiny oh. abominations. They can also do that. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> he look. He, oh god, he looks at the the two little robots, and they have shown themselves to be quite capable. But are they able to to relay information? Do you think you can tell them where to go? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. I, yeah. I did say that they have limited communicative power. As far as, uh, like they only know a few, a handful of phrases, and most of them are token nine isms up to this point. I mean. They can point. That's, okay. <laughs> they that's literally fine. just need uh, to we, go to a thing and drag a guy to it. Jay, when a dog walks we'll up to later. you with a stick in its mouth, do you know what it means? <laughs> exactly. Throat stick. What is the distance on them? <laughs> I don't think they actually have one. Do you have, don't you have this stuff up I'm right, looking now? right now? I do. I do. There's no distance on his infusions. So yeah, um, Foe looks really nervous, like what he should do. He thinks that maybe he should go. Uh, uh, I I could go, but yes, if they can relay the information, that might be best because then we can help each other. I mean, you can also go and they can just guard you. I don't need a guard. Okay. Our mission is to save people, yes? Our mission is to save people, we should save people. You do whatever you think makes you most safe. You are a commander, you are most important, yes? I would like to roll insight on Adaru. Uh, I'm gauging his reactions. Adaru is still in the learn the enemy phase and he's seeing how weak this man is he's seeing if this man can make a decision and if or if he's going to do like now where he'll buckle under the pressure of the decision and leave that opportunity to his peers 13 i am trying to keep you safe as well but yes i'm going to leave now i'm going to go make sure that you have backup please push forward and save the people in this cave okay of course we are lonely fighters there's no reason for you to be here yes nine the maker says Stay with Seth and shit. Where's Seth? I'm gone. I take off down the down the cave. Oh fuck! I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> and there he just points down the hole. Uh, I'm pretty sure that way. I'm gone. Stick with them. Try to save the people. Sure. And he goes out into the rain as it as it picks up. Uh, before you went off, I'm gonna go ahead and say because you rolled inside on a Daru, and that's a player on player roll. So I don't really necessarily need to answer this question. What does a 13 insight tell him about a Daru? I'm not in that interaction. I'm not sure how uh, how how insight works in conventions as a DM in fifth edition. The best description I've heard of insight is that it's a vibe check. What was the vibe that Aderu gave during that conversation? Oh, so he wasn't he wasn't lying. But while I RP'd that, how I RP'd that, how Nine heard that was <laughs> sure, man. Whatever you want, bud. Yeah, we'll do it. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Nine is very much. Uh... Everything is perfectly fine. You've got nothing to worry about here. I've been told to watch Adaru multiple times, 
so I am doing so. But it, but also, I was just told to keep an eye and be on Reyes, so now I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> so Reyes, uh, you, you're not moving particularly quick, and no. like I said, the ceiling yeah. goes down to actually only like a six foot, so you're like on the ceiling, which puts you at eye level with everybody who's walking through it. As you move through the through the tunnel, like oh, I, I want to state, I want to state. Hold on, hold on. Let's go into uh, establishing establishing Kreskin Anatomy. I feel as though anatomically they're still kind of invertebrates, much like uh, other things. The, okay. the things that they just have like cartilage systems instead of like actual. Because you're made out of two animals that don't have bones. Correct. You have a jaw. And a humanoid. Okay. You have a jaw. That, that's that's all cartilage too, bud. That technically um, means that Seth can fit into any space that his jaw can fit through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. I'm not letting you just give him some abilities that we <laughs> haven't <laughs> talked about already. But yeah, I get you. Yeah, you. I, can, I, and I'm not. You're a wiggly I, boy. For I'm not. I'm not just trying to take abilities here. I'm trying to make it an argument. That's what I like to do. I'm trying to make a. We're having a conversation yeah, about this Jeff thing likes that to we argue. invented together. Yeah, you hear that, listeners? Jeff likes to make an argument. Hey, hey Jeff, I, I follow you, and I'm with you. You're, you're a wiggly boy, but the problem is the statement is, I'm going to make an argument implies that you're going to argue for something. So what are you <laughs> arguing <for>? What's your, <laughs> Jeff, what's your quid pro quo? Quid pro quo. It's been a while. Um, sorry, very good. sorry, I misspoke. What's your squid pro quo? Thank you. There it is. Um, Great t-shirt content. You know, uh... So I'm making an argument for the idea that uh, because of that, I could be pretty flat against the ceiling. He can jelly. Yeah. My point is, is even flat against the ceiling, it's a six foot ceiling. Right. Mo- most of the people you've run into are near six feet. They're, they're eye level with you. Like, there's, you're yeah, not hiding right. on the ceiling in the passageway. That's what They will bump about. into yeah, you if they fair. try to walk under you. Except yeah. me, because the air is short. Is he? Yeah, and nine yeah. chasing after you has to crunk, hunker way down, being an eight foot tall beast of, of metal. Yeah, there was like five, eight, five, nine. Jay, how tall yeah. are you? Five eight five nine. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me so too. So Derek's pretty it's tall okay. then. He's, he's, he's like average height person. He's not like short or anything. <laughs> that's anyway. so weird. That's weird. This is a waste of weird time. That, okay. <laughs> he he wanted so, to yeah. bring that en- energy, so he did it. None of this is uh, important. Reyes, what are you, Reyes, what are you doing? What like we we established that, but what what's the point? What are you doing? Oh no, uh, th- that was just to sort of establish the idea that that's th- that would be what he, he would be doing, just trying to. Yeah, I'm just trying to like. So you're not use. moving quickly then. You are insisting on going slowly across the ceiling. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, I guess if I'm doing my best to try to hide, right? Like trying to blend in. Um, maybe even using, you know, the, we've discussed that like part of my stealth rules could be the fact that my skin can change. So maybe using that as a part of it, um, you know. I, I would like yeah. to point out that uh, all of this is fairly irrelevant because what's going uh, both nine and Adairu are going to use the assist action, which is to say, nine sounds like a trash truck going down a bumpy road, and Adairu doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I feel like his stealth is going to be greatly assisted by aggro in other places. Yeah, that's fine. My question, though, it it, it, it basically comes down to this. How far ahead did you get? And it's not very, because you right. were moving at a yeah. slow pace. No, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I'm moving at so, half speed, so... So you, you're crawling across the roof, and you hear the clank, 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 of nine catching up. Nine, I need you to roll a perception. I was actually going to ask if I could roll investigation because I know exactly who I'm looking for. Perception, though, is the thing you use to spot someone in stealth. Okay. Nine. Ah, yeah. Uh, that should be a crit. I need be. you, Rask, to roll a dexterity save as the eight feet that is nine that barely fits through the tunnels is likely to scrape you <laughs> off the ceiling on accident because she does not see you. Yeah. 
Let's do that. Deck save. 15. Okay. Uh, yeah, you tuck yourself as flat as you can into a little crevice in the roof, uh, like a little hump, and nine goes underneath you. I'm also being a real ass about it. I'm like, Seth! Seth! Oh, no. Well, while the robot draws all of the aggro in the entire world, I would like to use a survival yep. check and see if I can do, like, a footprint guesstimation to determine what's probably ahead of us. Uh, you, you're doing a survival? Go ahead and do it. Nat one. Hey, shortcut, bud. Probably more gnolls. <laughs> you got a nat one. Nat one. <laughs> Soot. Robot. Big robot. Recent. Big robot. <laughs> yeah. Big robot. Big robot. Um, all, all, there were footprints in, like, the muddy, like, water in the, in the thing. Robot. And they've been destroyed by giant robot. Yeah. So, uh. Definitely giant nothing. robot. Probably squid dude. Probably. Yeah, so nothing. Definitely nothing. Yeah, you see it's giant elusive. robot steps and little robot steps. Nine, you are now ahead. I am. Yes. And not slowing down. No. You come to a, another cave entrance. I'm in danger. One can only hope. So as you guys, as you move through nine, you do notice uh, with a passive investigation check that there's a smear of blood that runs along the floor ahead of you. Uh, likely from the blood trail that you guys were following before. Whoever, they, they, they've they kidnapped some people. Not all of them are probably alive. There's been a lot of blood. I stop and I check it. Sure. Uh, you see a smear of blood running along the floor of the cave, demonstrating in gruesome detail which way the gnolls likely drag their victims. I'm worried that it's Seth's blood, so I'm going to check it. Go ahead. Yeah. Sure. Nine, what's a TAT on a blood analysis panel? Uh, Adair is moving up quickly behind Nine. Adair, I assume, gets to the back of Nine and goes, fuck, giant robot, tiny hallway. Uh, Mitch, roll a perception check. Oh, god damn it. Holy shit, that's an 18. I add stuff, but I don't think I need to. I, I think you might actually see Reyes. Yeah, that, that's that's a 22... 23, 23. You notice Reyes, uh as you catch up with 9. So 9, what'd you get for your, your roll? Uh, for... I'm gonna say that was investigation. Like, the last time I stuck myself in some blood, uh, <laughs> it was a 5 plus 6. Okay. Uh, it's... It's it's blood. It's dark in here. It also it, it's old. It's old blood. Like it's older. It's not fresh. I think you can definitely tell that. I found some blood, but I don't think it's us. I keep going. Nine. As you move into the next cave. Nine. Wait. 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 Robot. Wait. No. Damn it. Shit. What? Uh, there. Just looks up. Seth. It's looking for you. Seth. The Seth who is like doing his best to blend in. Like his skin gets blue and black and hexagonal again and. He looks directly at Adairu and goes, Yes, I am here. Quiet. Should we recall the creature or let it go? Slow down. Seth! Nine, wait. What happened? I found him. Oh. I come back. Right before you come back, you do come into the next room. And you are greeted with, Wait, here's a good question. Can you smell things? I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's a fair... I mean... Is there a hole for that? This isn't either, see. There's not a I hole for I feel like anything. we've established that most of Nine's sensory <laughs> has to be... Is like a... Like, Nine can run deliberate analytics on things, right? Yeah, it's, it's probably safe to say that I can smell stuff. Nine doesn't just look at blood and go, Oh, that's human blood. Nine looks at blood, runs a fucking lab panel and goes, That's this. Yeah, we've definitely established some version of primitive of that but yes i i'm gonna skip the, that's the up to you line. dm i don't think you smell it yeah i don't think that smell is something that you would actively have going like most people would 
I think it's maybe something I have can, to turn on as part of your invest. <laughs> yeah, it's your yeah, investigation. Like I feel like they're all they're all uh, auxiliary functions that can be activated, mm-hmm. but they just default to off for processing speed or whatever. <laughs> Except sight. As you enter this cave, as you hear them talk, and you're about to turn around, you do see this the inside of this cave. Okay. However, do you have dark vision? Uh, I don't. No. Okay, Hold then on. You see a open a cave opens up. The path continues on past this cave, but there's sort of a side area that is that has been dug out. And you see what looks like piles of something in the dark that you can barely make out. There's a little bit of light glistening off of, of off of streams, and the walls in this place are wet. But you can't make out detail other than it's there's stuff piled in here and like it's it's unclean and it doesn't look like it's rocks. On top of that, you feel the ground is slippery. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have dark vision, so I, I somewhat notice all that, and then I come back. As you guys meet up, (laughs) Nine comes back, hunched over, three feet of her can't fit in this cave, so she's hunched over, and she comes back to you guys. Oh, hi, Seth. What are you doing up there? Hiding. Yeah, Seth puts his, uh, finger to his mouth in a classic shush position. Oh. I look down at one and two, and I go, That's the cutest little thing. Um, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to move so forward. Clear. I'm going to, you know, keep keep a creeping. Keep on a creeping. Uh, nine, what what is ahead of us? What did you see? Uh, I saw a big room, and it was kind of wet. And there were, like, mounds of stuff. It was real dark. I can't see in the dark yet. Jay, I'm going to need you to uh, take that nine out. I accidentally respected the creature. Uh, creature. Put that back in instead. Sure. It was a faux pas. I, I fucked up. Sure. Yeah, I think you actually done it a couple, a couple well, times. I'll use that repeatedly. I, I got to remember how much of a dick I'm supposed to be. It's honestly yeah. an ironic challenge. Because <laughs> it, it, it's it's easy to be your brand of dick. Yeah. It's uh, hard to change dicks. Yeah. Uh, it is hard to change dicks. It's hard to change dicks. I have um, jokes for this moment. They're not appropriate. Do you guys? What do you guys do? What's going on? <clears throat> I, I can't get around Nine's fat ass. So Nine is a rolling stealth. <laughs> I swear yeah, to God, uh, uh, if Ray, I lose Ray, sight Ray, of you, Nine you in all way, <laughs> Rask, you currently legitimately can't sneak past Nine without like fully on pushing against them and getting really, uh, really intimate. up in their face. Fuck. Yeah, intimate to get past her. Hey, I got a nat twenty, but. I have disadvantage, so I got a seven plus two. Good job. Rask, Adaru, you, assuming that, you know, they were yelling names that you guys have called to each other and that she, she turning stealth mode on is still going ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk down the hall. It's, it's a trash truck down a smooth road. This, yeah, <laughs> you're a little concerned about your ability to sneak up on your next, uh, next fight. That's just some information I'll give to you free. Uh, but she goes ahead and starts moving back into that room that I that I was starting to describe. Point one and point two both got over 20. Wow. They had plus four. Nine doesn't. Because Jay said I didn't have to roll, but I wanted to roll anyway because I'm good at rolling. So I rolled for it and I got a three. So I assume that they have absolutely no idea we're coming and we're complete stealth. Please don't roll dice that I don't tell you to roll. <laughs> it's never, I was it's never do, productive. I was going to just say the joke, but I was like, nah, my dice will fail me. I know they will. I'll roll it to see it. I actually did get a three. He moves back and he's loud. Uh, he goes back to that room. Do you guys follow? Yeah. Uh, 
Bresk, you notice, oddly enough, that she is very loud, but the two little her? Very silent. I make mental note. As you enter this cave, those with dark vision Ooh. and the ability to smell. Yeah. See the, f- smell the noxious odor of death and rot filling your nostrils. Along the outer wall lies piles of bones, some animal, some not so obvious to define. Two horse corpses lie in the center, eviscerated and disemboweled, but still bearing finery that makes it clear that these were Valerian steeds. The walls and floors are covered in a thick layer of blood and viscera, as though the gnolls not only did their butchering here, but also spent time rolling in it. Yum. Nasty bastards, I loot the horse. Um, nothing on it, just some meat. It's got meat. You said it was wearing fineries. Oh, sure. It's, you know, the cloth stuff you throw over a horse. Great. And also, also, it's it's got meat. It's covered in blood. The, those, they're, it's they're also shredded, by of the way. Of course it's covered in blood, Ryan. That's how meat comes. I meant the finery. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah, the finery is trash. Finery like is it's, not it's so shredded and soiled. Yeah. Uh, meat comes covered in blood. Um, <laughs> I enter this stinky, dark, uh, blood-covered, filthy room. It's real dank uh, in here. Is, yeah. Is there a higher ceiling in this room? Yeah, in this room, but the the path keeps going on along. But yeah, there's a higher ceiling here. Okay, there's nobody in here then. Is that what there's you're nobody, telling me? Nobody, no, nothing that you see. Um, anything, anything of worth by any look or approximation? Do you like rotting meat? Nope. I mean, okay, so it is. So it is rotting. All right. He did say that. It it is a. It's about yeah. It's about a week old probably. You're guessing this horse. All right. I don't loot the horse. Let's see what my investigation is. Okay, eighteen. 18? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't find anything. It's, it's, it, this seems to be a butcher room. This is where they bring food, eat it, cut off honks. They just leave the corpses here. This is where things are. Of note, though, no fresh humans or villagers are I, in uh, this room. Got it. They have yet to be butchered. The blood trail that Nine was following continues to the west. So there's only one exit from this room, correct? Yeah, this, so far this whole cave system has been one long trail. It snakes a little bit, but it just keeps going. Yeah, well, I continue down the path, sneaking the whole time. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. I follow. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Because that's what okay. I was told to do. All right. I, for better or worse, get ahead of the robot. Okay, uh, do that. Uh, you go ahead and get ahead of the robot. Did you roll stealth? Me? Stealth? No, not in here. Though I probably should. Um, is, is there a way to stealth here? I'm, I'm gonna... So, I don't feel like I can stealth right now, because I'm in a fucking tube. You don't disappear, you're just quiet. Oh, okay. I bet you I'm not. I'm gonna re-roll that, because it balanced perfectly between a 1 and a 13. Anything below a 10 is cocked, and that's just fact. What? 21. It's okay, I, I broke Jeff, and that's all that matters. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a 21. Damn. Uh, 21, alright, so yeah, you get ahead, and- Which uh, is negligibly you, you going to matter, because fucking thundering trash can is right behind me. <laughs> Yeah, Rayisk, Ray, uh, what do you do? I told you, sneak a sneak a sneak. Crash can thunder. But slowly, right? You're still sticking to that roof? Yeah, why not? All right, nine and Adair, go on ahead. I don't. I'm following you don't. him. You are following him? Okay. I'm sticking cool. to him yeah. like I was told. He doesn't. He's not aware of that, but I've been told to stick to him. So it doesn't matter how quiet he is because I am directly beneath him being loud as fuck. Haha, suckers, you've fallen for my trap. You've just established marching order. It is Adairu. The little dudes. Reyes. It's always a Darrow in the front. 
little lo, sorry little dude, dude is not an, uh, is not it is specific so i can call them dudes it can be uh, yes it's gender neutral I, sh- I should probably use dudette but they're they're interchangeable. it's fine ironically if you call someone else dudette it's very specific so that's a weird thing that we should probably fix as a society but and then following up in the rear is not as you're heading to through the this place you realize that you are now heading downward on your right is another large cave that opens up in this cave you see a stream pouring from a hole in the rock above coming from a large pillar directly in front of you. This small pool fills up before carrying down another passage to your left. To your right is a spacious cavern, the roof increasing a few feet in height but widening. The room itself seems to curve backwards, paralleling the passage you came down, and you can't see further from where you are. Uh, You do make out that uh, there are more pillars where stalactites and stalagmites touch. Y'all did manage to sneak, uh, and you do hear quiet, whispered uh, argument going, they're on their way. They're on their way. Need to get ready. Get ready. Turn the fire out. You hear a hiss and a, like a splash, and then you just you, the sound of a fire being quenched. And Adaro, because you're at the front, you do see like this light just kind of get winked out at the back around the corner of this cave. So you hear this. You're aware that they know you're coming. I know that they know, but they don't know that I know that they know. Exactly. Thank you for that. And that was those screaming in the big room, right? Uh, do I have any any sensory input from the other direction? The the stream that comes down and passes to your left, kind of loud. So you just sort of hear the sound of running water coming from your left. Okay. And honestly, to your right, it's it, it's a little loud in this area. I heard two voices. You, at least two voices have been heard. Okay. You know, what? give me a perception check. I can give you more information depending on your roll. Play it, Ryan. No, I That's mean the, the four sound. Oh, the four sound? Oh, man. Yeah, the four sound. Sorry, bud. I mean, to be fair, Mitch, the last couple times you've you've done that, it was for the ding. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I rolled a four. I need to I need to come up with four names. I rolled a Forza. I mean, legally, we can't use the four sound. We need to pick a new four sound. <laughs> oh. We need to pick a new four sound, but it's cool. The audio says play it, and you can add it in when you edit. So, moving forward. <laughs> That's uh, it's a nine. It's, the it's upside is, us. it's still a nine. All right, then no, you just hear the two voices and the sound of the fire being put out. Uh, they're continuing to move quietly, moves back to uh, Clanky and Squid. They're right behind you. Oh, good. I don't have to move far. No, yeah. It, you turn around and the two little ones are right underneath your heels and you have to not step on them. God, like fucking cats. Is something wrong? So, uh, Adairu, much like Sharkman, holds up the, the finger to the mouth, the, the quiet, quiet gesture. Is something wrong? And then, uh, he holds the two fingers and then he points... To the direction of the fort, where he knows there is at least two. I don't know what that means. (sighs) Rayesk, paying close attention to what he's doing, uh, nods. Like, make sure he's seen any nods. And then he moves forward into that room. Can someone tell me what that means? Because he knows it's dark in there. Um, nine, er, sorry. Adairu holds out his hand to nine. Like, like, it'll take my hand gesture. I do so. And uh, Adairu just quietly walks Nine towards the lip of the mouth and then stops. We are leading Nine like a horse. <laughs> it's Simple communication isn't working. We're just going to lead Nine like a giant clanky horse. You can lead me there, but I won't drink. Risk, you sneak <laughs> up here. Roll perception. As you take in what I told Adairu. But dark. And I roll a series of perception checks. Good news, boys. We got the DM rolling. This is in the bag. 18. It's always best for you when I'm rolling dice. 18? Yep. Okay. Um, 
so immediately you smell smoke, ash. You take in the, the rank smell of matted fur and the, the smell of nulls. Uh, yes, you gross. You sense two nulls, one on your left, one directly ahead of you behind a pillar, and you suspect a third. The amount of smell makes you think that that's not all of them, but you do kind of clock the three directly in front of you. Uh, one's to the left, like I said, two are behind a pillar to your right. And now I'm going to roll for them to see if they can hear you... Squishing and slurping the across the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, um, do we want to take a second and mayhaps send in one and two to scout? Because they do have dark vision. I mean, I also have dark vision. Okay. Yeah. Um... They have dark vision. I, I don't have dark vision, but they do. <laughs> I, wow. I also want to ask a question with my 18. Sure. Am I aware of if there are people in there? Like, oh, also, actually, what exactly were were we charged with doing? Like, what did it was Fo, right? Fo is the one who gave us orders. So, so save the people. So, you, yeah, your, your orders got uh, a little muddied because. It's a good question. Um, Vivaldi said protect the people. Stick with Foe. Foe interpreted the orders as go after the Nulls because Adaru was already doing it, so Foe got involved and joined you guys. Uh, Foe has told you that we should try to save the people. Okay. So I'm going to just kind of like chain of command this, and it was stick with Foe, protect the people. Then it was save the people. Even though I'm technically not sticking with Foe, I'm both protecting the people and so i'm looking for the people if i sense there's people in here i will move further in yeah uh you don't um the blood trail obviously ends at the street but you don't get any indication that the people are in there and you think if they were alive you might hear something unless like they're being muffled or something like there's no indication that there's people in the room from what you got not okay. from hearing not from smell Right, and I can make the assumption the smell that smell of null is very powerful, though. You could probably imagine that it would mask it, but there's no indication for you. Okay. If I feel as though there's probably not people in here, I'm going to move on. I'm gonna, you do? Uh, yeah, I'm going to, like, look around, then I'm going to come back out. Okay. Uh, just a piece of information that I'll go ahead and give you. As you back out, you do see Nine walk forward, and Nine makes a noise, kicks a rock over, because rolling on a Nine stealth. And you hear muffled whispers coming from within the cave that they definitely know where Nine is and that Nine is on their way. They've not clocked you, but Nine, they have. Okay, God and damn I, it, I, can conf- I can confirm there's at least three in there? That's what you said? Uh, I said that you can confirm three, but you suspect more. Okay. Based on other information. Uh, so when I come back out, I look at Halor, and I put up, I point in the room with two fingers, then I put up three... And then, like, I don't know, I guess, like, I try to the convey with my body. Yeah, maybe with, the, like, the, the shaky hand, the wavy hand, like, maybe uh, four, five. And uh, then I, 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 I point down the hall more. Adairu just nods. Um, Adairu looks at nine because he knows how this is going to go. He points at nine and he does the quiet sound. And then he points at nine and he does the quiet sound. And he just makes eye contact. Still holding the the quiet the quiet side, the finger over his lips, and he nods slowly. He points at nine and waits for nine to respond. I do it back. Atheru gives him a thumbs up or whatever the world equivalent of that is. Uh, I also give Atheru a thumbs looks, up. What's that, Jay? I think because we have an audio medium, you guys could whisper if you want. 
We could just say that it's quiet enough. No, just no, no, no. This is great. There. This is great. Uh, and there he looks, looks no, back. No, I 100% happens. love this. I mean, okay. I don't. <laughs> he, he points down in the direction we haven't gone and does, like, the hand shrug of we don't know. He points into the room we know and says, he flashes five fingers on one hand, five fingers on another hand, and then a shrug. He points down the hallway with one hand and then gestures as if the people that we know in the room would be moving behind us to flank. He's uh, trying to communicate, do we want to deal with flankers before we get trapped in a fucking hole? Does he do this to Reyes, you said? Yeah. Okay. Um. So it's like five or ten in there, and we're going that way. If we go that way, they're going to flank us. Um, Reyes looks at nine, and her clunky body knows that his normal tactics won't work, and he goes, he points in, and he does like a slashing throat, and... He he points to himself and puts up a uh, uh, the a one, and then sneaks back in there. All right, we are, so we are going in the room. We're who going you, in the room. Who did you make those movements to right now? Actually, it doesn't matter. So Reyes gets to look, realizing Adair is right, moves into the room, and uh, your stealth gets you up in here. All right. So like I said, you see this guy. Let's roll initiative because obviously we know what's coming next. Let's go ahead and do that. What was initiative? For me? Yes. Whopping. It's astronomical. You'd never guess. It's a six. Shit, I did better than you. That's depressing. Yeah, I was going to guess a five. Uh, a- eleven. Eighteen. Oh, eleven for Adaro. I don't know how you resolve that you're somehow faster than the guy who's in the room, but technically <laughs> I do get the surprise round. They're, well, you see, Jeff. Are... You see, Jeff. Because she doesn't give a fuck. You see, Jeff. <laughs> the thing is, you might be in the room, but... If you're in the room, so am I. Because nobody told you to stop following? Yes. Okay. Um, nine? I didn't know you uh, were following me directly, exactly, to be fair. Exactly, because you weren't there. <laughs> yeah, she's been on your butt, like, since the start. I uh, So every time you turn around, she's right there. Rask, you move into the room. Nine? Also moves into the room. following Rask and has the highest initiative. That's weird. Nine, as you enter the room, this guy who actually has the highest initiative, fires at you, Nine. Oh, okay. Because you are obvious, you're right there, and he's ready because he knows you, of all people, were coming. Yep. Let's kick this off. So as you enter the room, Nine, uh, you immediately hear the pitter-patter of what you assume is a knoll, and you see the dying embers of the fire that's been put out, and just behind the fire, you see a shadow run across it, running along the north side of this room. That's the end of its round. It's now you. You've started combat. Uh, I am actually going to hold an action until I can get a, a clear visual because it is dark and I cannot see. Dope. What action are you holding? Uh, I'm as soon as I see, as soon as I get a clear visual of an all, I'm going to shoot an arrow at it. All right, that makes it. If anything, I just ready my crossbow. It pops out of my arm, and then uh, one and two because they can't see. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. They, I forget. They get to go. They have here. dark vision. Yeah, and they're on my turn. So. I'm actually going to have them hold with me. Are they, do they run around the corner with you? Yeah. Is that what happens? Yeah, they're on me. All right, yeah. so... Un- I'm on him, and they are on me. Right between your legs come one and two. I'm uncomfortable. With a, with a, with a tiny little battle cry, they come and, 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 and hop in front with uh, with nine. Yeah, they are, they are standing ground with me. There has never been more uncomfortable than he was in that moment. Yep, and uh, so <laughs> number one and two, uh, they, they see in the dark... They see point that one, one of the point two. Point one and point two. 
you know, it's the nicknames. I'm going to give them shortened names, right? Yeah. We are familiar now. That's why I have said, like, point one and my point name two. is number nine. People can just call me nine. As you move them into the room, they see behind the embers, because he's not moving and you can't really see the dark, they do see a knoll, like, with his back up against the wall. They also see, sorry, point two sees the one on the right. Point one sees one on the left with a weapon drawn, about to fire at you. Because they see that, you could attack with them. Okay. I think they're within range because we found out they have a fucking ranged blast attack. They can see enemies, they can fire at them. Yes, they do. All right. Uh, They are both going to fire off a force strike at uh, the same one that is going to shoot at me. Okay. That is a four plus four. That one's not going to hit. This one is a four plus 19. That one hits. That is a three plus two damage. They both just put their little hands up and shit just, they just fully Iron Man. All right, so. Yeah, and then as as things light up, because obviously they're shooting little magic blasts, I can now see said null, so I will sh- shoot off my crossbow. Shining uh, finger. A lot. Fuck it. Uh, I mean, technically it's a force blast and doesn't create light. So no. Eh, eh. Now, I would allow you to fire with disadvantage. Oh, don't worry. If you want, at the don't, same spot. Don't worry, Jay. Because I just rolled. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. That is a Fire the one. shot. Mm, yeah. You, you get a little gung-ho when they fire at something, and you fire into the darkness. In this. Okay. Uh, immediately returning back to you, because you can't see it coming, uh, is a nat 20. Okay. <laughs> Rude. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's cool. So... From the from the side, just a longbow arrow fires and does ten damage. Fuck, piercing. Uh, and your speed is reduced by ten. Oh, it punctures you directly in the leg and, and hits the earth beneath your feet. How? Uh, you and Rask both hear the pitter patter of things moving in the dark. Rask, I can see those things. You see. So two more break cover and come out. One of them runs directly at nine to hit her. The other one comes out with another longbow from behind a pillar. Yeah, so one of them runs up and just fucking stabs you with a spear as well. First Nine's going I'm down. Sorry. Yeah, that's going to happen. He's already. the only one they see. That's uh, four piercing damage. Okay, I'm down to three. And another longbow. That one misses. Thank God. Longbow goes over your, over your shoulder. That makes it fucking finally a Theru's turn. I, uh... How long does it take to light a torch? Standard action. That's rough. It takes a long time to get yeah. some lit. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I understand that. Adaru is, is a pyro. Can we talk about it? Can we send no, him to therapy? No, it's... Because he uh, loves fire. Nine can't see in the dark. For a yeah. forest guy, too, he really lights a lot of things on fire. He you'd think that... You, 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 think we haven't even talked about what I've done the to bear. Guy you don't even that. know what I've done to Hamlets. Um, yes. Fire is a great tool. Only you can light the Super city is. on fire. Do you light a torch? Yeah. Um, Adairu thinks there's like five to ten dudes in this room, and that's not great numbers. So Adairu is yeah. going to light the light a torch while he's running in and kick off his rage. Done. Where do you run to specifically? As you come up, Nine is sort of blocking you from moving to the right. Rask is on the ceiling, so you could run underneath him. You see, uh, once again, a knoll on the left in a back part of the cave. You see a knoll in Nine's face, and you hear other knolls scurrying around in the darkness to your right. I'm gonna move up to Nine. Okay. I'm gonna move. Sorry, specifically, I'm gonna move up to one of the tiny abominations, and uh, if I can, I would like to try to hand them 
the lit torch and say, hold this. <laughs> sure. Uh, do, do, does the does the homunculus take the torch, Nine? Uh. So it's it's run into the room, light the torch on the way in, uh, kick off the rage, and hand the homunculus a torch, a lit torch. Which one? Which one? I don't know. Aderu has no way of knowing the difference. Whichever was closest. It's point one. Okay. Ryan's pulling a cat, Mom. Which cat? I don't fucking know, dude. It's two black cats. I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, so point one gets handed a torch. Thank you. Uh, nine, you can see. There's a t there's light in the room. There are uh, at least four gnolls that you can see now. Do oh. I have any movement left? Yes. But there's a gnoll in the way. I'm gonna bum rush the ranged gnoll if I can. You will have to move past the gnoll in melee with nine. That's fine. Okay, attack of opportunity, but go ahead and do... Well, you don't have an attack or anything. You just want to get in his face? Uh, yes. I'm just trying to incapacitate the range fighter and make him suck at his job. Good enough. Okay, so you run through, and this guy's going to take... Well, you actually don't leave his threat range because of that, so... <laughs> Ironic. Yeah, ironically, you are good. Um, you run in there, but nine, your dark vision, you now pick out a larger knoll than the others in this back area, uh, and it looks like he's getting ready to charge everything. And also another knoll hiding behind the pillar the other one broke free from. That makes it Rask's turn. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I run at the guy who is now the, the least looked at guy. Do you drop from the roof? No one knows you're here. No, I don't drop from the roof. I I want to drop on him for, okay, this, so for the purposes from of the roof. 10 feet and drop down on him from the roof. Okay. Yeah. The, exactly. the roof in this room is higher up. I'm just going to say good. it would have been real handy if you dropped on the guy that was about to kill me. Because <laughs> I have three health. You're fine. I mean, it would be handy to drop on that guy, but one, I have no way of... I mean, I guess I could make a medicine check, but I don't think that would help me. Yeah, we don't know how to fix you. you? Um, There's so, action happening. There's action happening and a lot of deliberation. Kill this dude. Don't yeah. let them convince you what you should do on your round. Oh, it's advantage. It's like, that's fucking shitty. That's less shitty. Yeah? I rolled a 21 to hit. 21 to hit. That's a hit. As you strike these guys, you find, you realize they're just in leather armor. And that's 13 damage as I drop that's down. That's a sneak to attack? Me. Okay. Yes. With the sneak attack, 13 damage as I drop down on him. Is he okay. still alive? He is still alive. Okay, then I'm going to use my bonus action to attack him. Do it. You drop down on this guy. He makes like sort of... <laughs> and he, he immediately starts to claw at his... At whatever the fuck you came from the sky. Yeah, I as I drop down, I pull out my bat, uh, my my back sword is what it's called, and stab it right directly into his uh, torso, and pull out a dagger and fuck. What'd you get? Nat twenty. Pull out a dagger oh. on his ass. Uh, that's a minimum of four damage, right? There's no way you're rolling less. I mean, yeah, there's a way I roll less. Ooh, okay. I did roll less. Though. I he did dies. Not. I was going to say, do it, Jeff. Roll less. Yeah, describe <laughs> Represent that. the brand. Yeah. Uh, so I drop down, jam the, the backsword into his torso as he's kind of, eh, I pull out the dagger and just slide it right under his ribs, right into his soft bits, and rip it through to to quiet his yipping. Yeah, that y hyena yip cackle. <laughs> and die. Uh, that's going to make it. The large knoll in the back's turn. The one that's that that nine saw run run behind the the lantern light. I got you, nine. He's got to murder me first. That buys you one round. Yes. Uh, he he fucking runs straight at Atheru. There's so many names for you uh, that I'm not doing great. Keeping up. All right. So bigger knoll, 
not not like twice their size, but he he bulky and he's fast. Get thick boy. He a thick boy indeed. Uh, he's gonna roll to attack. AC nineteen. <laughs> he stabs. He stabs. He stabs. He stabs. Stab. God damn it! God, die! <laughs> he can't get you. <laughs> he, he does not get you. Um, that's Lord gonna make... AC nineteen. Yeah, that makes it nine's turn. Go nine. <laughs> Uh, Nine is going to see... I mean, there's just a knoll in front of me, right? Yeah, there's a knoll in front of you. You watch Reyes drop down, kill the one that shot you with his bow, and uh, directly in front of you, point one and point two, is a knoll, and he's the last one to hit you. Okay, I am going to pull out a spear and spear this man. Or, well, knoll. Okay, do it. I have a question. This isn't a pause question, by the way. I have a question. Where do you keep your spear, and or is it a collapsible spear? Let's say it is a collapsible spear. (laughs) This is one of those things where y'all 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 get away with some stuff just because. Yeah, this is just because D and D is D and D. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is just like attached on my back, and it's just folded up, and then I take it out, and it just unfolds, and I stab the guy. Is it like that dope spear from Hellboy Two? Uh, no. It's 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 more. Like, if you don't say yes, I'm not gonna let you have it. It's more like Robin's staff, I guess. It just fucking. Fuck. Rich. No, I don't give a fuck about Robin. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to allow that. The DM speaking to the magical, sentient construct. I don't know, man. Fold-out spear seems kind of janky. <laughs> 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 okay, so I stab. I stab. Okay? You stab. What did you get? I, st- <laughs> I stab. I got a 15 plus 4 to hit, and I got a 7 plus 2 damage. Shit. I unsnap okay. it from my back, uh, and I just impale this null. Yeah, no, he takes that. It looks like you get him good, but he's still up. He's a mean boy. Oh, good, because 1.1 1. 1 and point two are going to finish him off. Oh, shit. I always forget about them. Go. Cue the cue the Iron Man charge up sound. That's hilarious. Cue. I just got a nat 1 and a nat 20 back to back. Wow. So one of them just fucking fires off into nowhere. <laughs> the <laughs> other up. one hits him. Which one fucks up? Please provide sound effects and voice. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, point, point 0.1 fires off and slips. Whoops. And point 0.2 does what? Roll damage. That is a three plus two. You got a crit. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, well, it's just add, right? So it's a three plus two and a four. Yes. Uh, So 11. Yeah. So I am. So point two is going to fire off and it is going to blow this null off my spear. It does. He hits the pillar behind you and he dies. (laughs) Point two is a murderer. Point two is a team player. Good job, point two. Thank you. Uh, that's the end of Knight's turn? Yep. All right. <laughs> okay, so... Actually, if it's cool, I would like to move back a little bit because I'm going to die. <laughs> oh, yeah, do that. Yeah, you got nobody in your yeah, way. Point one and point two are fine, but I'm going to move back just a little bit so I'm out of, a little more out of range. Sure. Uh, which way do you want to go? Behind the pillar? Uh, I'll go back. Yeah, I'll go behind the pillar. All right, so you take a step to the left and you hide behind the pillar. Uh... That's going to make it the Knoll's turn. The first Knoll, or sorry, the, the, the regular size Knoll's Yeah. This Knoll runs up on, well, Mitch ran up on him, and he goes, uh-uh, whoa, I don't like that. And he's going to attack you twice with his spear. That's uh, going to be a hit and a miss. So that's 1d8. Where's my d8 keep going? There we go. Oof, that's a good one. Seven damage from the spear. Rude. On it there. More yes. like four damage. 
And uh, as you step behind the pillar, the other one's gonna try to fire at you, but he's gonna fire at disadvantage with disadvantage because you hid. He lets off. He's trying to attack. He's actually going to attack uh, point two because he just watched what point two did. Uh, that's gonna be a fifteen and a thirteen. Oh yeah, those both hit. Okay. Uh, that's gonna be uh six eleven damage. Oh god. Whoops. Did point two die? Point two is down. Oh no. Oh no. I feel so bad. All right. <laughs> uh, Darrow, it's your turn. Point two. Uh, <laughs> okay. Since uh, so big boy squared up to Adaru, and Adaru is our big boy, so we're gonna have a big boy throwdown, a, a thick man thick off, if you will. Ooh! So so you think you're thick? <laughs> I hate everything me. about that. What I love is that Adaru is our big boy, and we've established that Adaru is the shortest man on the team, and this yes. this knoll is probably towering above him. He's probably twice my height. Oh, yeah, this is this is like an eight foot tall knoll. This this knoll is on nine's level. Adairu has that quiet rage. Like, I know he's a druid, and I know he rages, but he has that quiet rage, and he just looks him in the eye and says, I will feast upon your flesh before your brother. And I want to know if a 13 hits, because I'm confident that a 23 does. A 13? Yeah. Is a miss. Okay. So Adairu is going to open with his offhand attack, and that's going to whiff. But then he's okay. going to bring his scimitar right across the big boy. Probably right about the middle, because I imagine that's basically all Adairu can reach. And that is going to be 11 damage. Okay. Flashing. Uh, you, okay, yeah, you hit him. Uh, he he makes a yipe. He says, you are you are thick. You are quite thick. And then Adairu is going to maneuver around the other side of him so that the knoll is no longer uh, flanking him. Adairu is okay. going to break flanking from the other knoll. I did use reckless attack. I am not shifted. I am. Everyone does get attacked with advantage against me currently. Oh, the null that was flanking you is dead now. There is actually oh. no null flanking you. You're just oh. fighting two nulls in your face. Yeah, which means they're flanking. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess technically, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not not always, but these guys in particular, yes. Yes. So I'm going to shift to break that flank. To where? He's just circling around the big guy. Okay. The other guy's threat range. As you leave it, he's going to swipe at you. He does not hit. The, he gets advantage. Does he? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I reckless attacked, and I'm not shifted, so he gets advantage. Well, he rolled the same roll twice, so... <laughs> I feel uh, that. So. That knoll is my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> and that's gonna... Is that the end of Adair's turn? Rask. Let's go. All right. Um, Let's start with bonus action hide, because we're now in a room filled with flickering light. I feel more confident it is possible to do this. Sure. Uh, currently you are not within line of sight of really anything, so I'll let you do it where you are. Cool. That is a stealth check of super high. Let me tell you that right out the gate. Yeah. Uh, 22. Okay, you, uh, you disappear behind this pillar. You just tuck yourself right there. You got cool. Nobody knows where you are. What do you know? Uh, now I want to sneak up on the nearest available knoll, if possible. Just tell me so, how. So yeah, I there's do. still a knoll taking pot shots from behind the pillar, which is 10 feet away from this one. If you move around your pillar and to the right, how exactly do you approach him that you will maintain hidden? Um, like I said, we're in flickering light, so I'm hoping that I can use the flickering torchlight and shadow to okay. s- to remain silent and stealthy. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and roll for him uh, to see if he sees you. What was that roll that I'm beating again? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah, no. Okay, so you get right up 
in him, right? You still have an attack? Yep. Alright, you're there. He doesn't catch you because he's, you know, firing at people. Uh, Deru just got into his line of sight, and that's concerning. He's a little distracted. Okay, that's almost for sure gonna hit, because it was a 16 natural. That's a hit. Uh, alright. And then... That's... Oh, shockingly low damage. That only does six damage to him. Okay. And I know you don't have your follow-up attack, so yeah, this this one, yep. he he sees you in the last minute. You don't get the best best hit on this one because he kind of sees you coming just just last minute, so you don't get the killing blow this time around, but you do hit him, you do do damage. That's the end of your round? Yeah, that's that's my round. Okay, that makes it the big boy, the thick boy. It's time for the thick off. Back into the thick of it. He uh, he's, he doesn't have to move because is keeping pace with him. So he's going to go ahead and roll his two attacks, and he's going to roll this time. Yeah, one hit, one miss again, and he's going to go ahead and roll that. That's another six damage to Atheru. He comes at you with the spear. It comes at low. You <laughs> the shield. His next one hits you in the shoulder. You are raging, right? Yeah. Okay. It's helping. I'd be dead if that's I wasn't. Good. Oh, that's good. So he's also going to go ahead and get fucking funky with it and use an ability he has called Sudden Rush where his speed increases by 60 feet and it doesn't provoke opportunity attack. Increases by or increases to? Increases by. God damn. That is right? whack. And he's going <laughs> to... Just jumps to 90 feet around. Cool. Yeah, he just runs Are they gnolls or here. cheetahs? Yes, they, they can't. This this particular gnoll can be. He's going to change position. And uh, Rask, you have given away your position in this fight. He's going to come get involved with you. What that's the end Aww, of his race in a relationship. Yeah, man. It's good to, yeah, it's good to congratulations, have somebody notice if, if he keeps up this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make him put a ring on it. All right. Nine, it's your turn. Uh, I am going to uh, peek around said pillar that I am hiding behind uh, around the other side so that I can clearly see this knoll that is going after Rayisk. And I'm going to okay. shoot it with my crossbow. Do it. You come around the left side, crossbow ready. There's how, a nat how? 20. Damn, dude. <laughs> the kachunk on those dice sounds like a fucking crossbow. Right? Yeah. Hey, this has been a good day for rolls. Just been some good rolls all around. Yeah, that I'm not liking that the DM got some of that too. But... Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is a uh, a one plus two damage plus eight. I recently found out that the Chinese invented a thing that then went over to Europe called a stone crossbow. Which just fires a pellet. Yeah, it's also called a pellet crossbow. So, it's a slingshot. Or a bullet crossbow. It's like a slingshot, but it's designed like a crossbow. Interesting. It was uh, for metal... Ryan? Mitch's random fact. Ow! So, despite what D&D 5th edition thinks, gnolls actually... Or, sorry, hyenas actually aren't particularly fast creatures, but what they do have is the ability to run non-stop for about 45 miles. Oh. Sick. Okay. Because the crossbow thing was off book, so. Mitch's random fact. Had to, had to pivot. That's a good pivot. At least you right, didn't talk so, about how they all have dicks. That was eight damage total from you, Ryan? That was... Well, now that you bring it up. Uh, it was one plus two plus eight, because I nat 20. So 11. Yep. What does it look like when you kill that null? Uh, it is going to, the, the crossbow bolt is going to impale this null in the throat from behind. Okay. Looks like homicide. I, I had a joke, but even I'm not going to make a thick joke about somebody getting impaled in the throat. Yeah, no, not great. By not making the joke, I feel like I've done enough. 
And then uh, point one is still just holding up the torch so I can see. <laughs> to be fair, point one could make an attack with it. I, you know, point, point, point one is going to roll up on a knoll and just shove the fire on the knoll. All right. He sticks a torch in the asshole of the one that Reyesk is fighting. Yeah! He's going to give him a thousand years of death with a torch. Let's do this. Okay. How much? How much? What is that damage? You just roll me. I, I guess it's a disadvantage attack roll. I feel like. Well, no, it's a it's a no profi- Subtract two from this attack roll and roll it. <laughs> I don't know if I don't think he has proficiency with a torch. Oh no, that's a one. <laughs> that's a one. Yeah. Okay. He tries to stab him, but nothing happens. Okay. He tries to hit him in the butt in the booty hole with it with a lit flame. Uh, what does point two do? Point two is oh, dead. point two is gone. Point two is dead. Point two is broken on the ground. Uh. No, no, no. They don't get death saves. Oh, man. So good. Uh, so that's going to make it the Null's turn. The Null is going to swing on Rask. He's a t- he drops his, uh, his longbow. Rude. Yeah, that's right? going to be a 17 and a 21. These Nulls are so violent. He for sure hits me. I don't even know why yeah. you would question that. Like, I'm the squishiest here. That's a total of 11, 13 damage. Super down. Super down, yeah. Um, did you go down... With the first hit of eight? No, I went down okay. after that. It's important, because technically I'd have to give you a death save. So you go down. Uh, you watch Reyes get stabbed twice, and he goes down. Uh, that's going to make it the other Knoll that is going to move back up on Adaru, because he ran away from him. He's going to attack Adaru twice. We're done, boys. Good game. He misses you twice. GG. Did he, did he roll with advantage? Nope. He still misses you twice. I mean, fu- I mean, fuck you in general, but, like, I, I do feel bad for you. Yeah, so ne- that makes it a Daru's turn. It looks like this Null has lost his fucking fight with his- the big boy has gone down and his friends are dead. So who- who am I got? I just got the one dude with me because big boy left? There's a guy on your, uh, left fighting Rayesk and, okay. uh, point one, and then a guy who's rolled up on you who was fighting- he's been fighting you pretty much since you got in the room. Rask Rask is down. Rask is down. And Robo's about to be down. So, oh man, I almost got double nat 20s. That would have been great. Uh, Does a fucking 11 hit a normal null? Because I think I rolled a... No. I don't know what I... I I forgot what I rolled with my axe. I I suck. But I rolled a nat 20 with my sword. So let's just go that 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 route and see what that That does. It's gonna be 11 damage. Alright, so this guy this guy has not been hit yet, but you cut him. It looks pretty brutal, but he's still up. That's gonna make it. Risk, I need you to roll me a death save. Yeah, of course. Here we go. Pass. Okay. So, Risk, I have stuff written for failed death saves, but if you pass a death save, you are no longer unconscious. But you're not exactly coherent either, because you're dying. Mm-hmm. But, Risk, your eyes pop open. Because you've succeeded at your death save. And you can talk. But you're dying. Reyes just... And his skin is flashing random colors with ripples. And he goes... Fuck. Number nine. Reyes is dying. He's gasping for air. He's directly in front of him. Hold on, Seth. Nine is going to pick around the corner again. I'm going to fire a bolt off. That is a two. So that's not going to do a goddamn thing. Planks off the side of the cave. Uh, yeah. So that does nothing for me, but I'm going to have point one. Just drop the torch and put up both hands. And that is 
an 18 to hit. That hits. That is a 3 plus 2 to hit. Or 3 plus 2 damage. Uh, Noel's not looking good, but he's still standing. And then, and then point one is going to run. <laughs> Just run back. So, uh, I'm going to take advantage of this because DM fucked up. And Noel's getting an ability where if they drop a guy, they get to immediately run up to half their speed and attack another person. So this guy's going to make three attacks on a Daru. I'm dead. Oh, shit. If he hits, you, your fucking AC is so hard for me to beat. <laughs> the only reason I'm not dead with him. Yeah, okay, so your AC is how much? 19. Damn it. 18, 16, 9. Oh, fuck that god. Good old shield, huh? Y yeah, shield and rage. Yeah, man. All right, so he runs up, he tries to get you, and he fucking doesn't. Shield shield gets plus two? Yes. 17. Sorry. So I get it, you once. Oh, yes, because oh. you've been attacking with your offhand. Yeah. Dual yeah, yeah, yeah. attacking. Gotcha. So yeah. you have a 17. I do get one hit in. I'm going to hit you for D6. Yeah, so <laughs> you're... Your, your shield is kind of hanging off your arm, not really being used, because it's D&D 5e, and it's like, yeah, the shield accidentally caught the spear, but no, he pushes right through the spear and stabs you. <laughs> I mean, I've had that happen with the shield that I was trying to block a spear with, so I believe it. Right? That's going to be seven damage. It's going to be four damage. It's going to be... Actually, you, you round out, I believe, so it's three. Oh, shit, I rounded up twice. Yeah, go ahead and heal yourself for two. You're going to need him. Slightly um, less dead. And then the other one going to attack you, because he's still attacking you. There it is. But he rolled crap, so good luck for you. That's only four this time. Thank God. Four Spears one. from everywhere, Theru. Spears from everywhere. Is that four additional damage? Is that what's going on? Yes. This ain't going to go great. That is a Theru's turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put that shield back up, bud. Uh, I rolled a 17 and a 16 plus mods. That hits? 17 and a 16 plus mods? Yes. Let's yeah. Yeah. And that's gonna be eight damage with the scimitar and the guy I've been fighting. Does he go down or is he still up? No, actually, he does. He goes down. And then hand axe to the next guy for five. That one's not quite dead. I did use reckless attack. Okay. He's close though, right? Because point one hit him. Yeah, he's he's real close. Okay. Uh, he uh he. So you kill the one. You take a five foot step to your left. You hit the next one. That's gonna make it Rayisk's turn. Rayisk. I need you to make another death save. All right. 10 or above, right? Because, like, yeah. I rolled a 10. Yeah, no, that's, that's technically... A, yeah. It is statted in your favor, this particular roll. Success! Yay. Right, Rask. So you, you, you breathe, you're breathing, you're breathing, like, <laughs> mellows out a little bit. You're getting control of this. You you don't feel good. You feel like you still are dying, but you, you're, 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 you're a little bit more coherent. Uh, I just hold my wounds. Unless I'm coherent enough to do drugs. Roll a constitution check. Is this is this is this the is this the sort of auto response that Reyes would have? Because it's like I said, you're not like fully in control of yourself because you're 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 incapacitated in a D and D sense, right? But if this is the sort of reaction that Reyes would have in a panic situation or something like that, like a guy reaching for his inhaler, then sure. I mean, yeah, sort of. This is this is Reyes' pain response at this stage. Sure. Go ahead and do you use a dose of locust powder? Yes. Your third death save is successful. Cool. Oh. Meth's a hell of a drug. Kinda. It's also a painkiller, so he's like not So is he technically back up then? Uh I'm gonna say let me let me let me see this. Your next death save is gonna be made with advantage. Okay. Okay. Because that, that was a little bit too much. So your next death save, you can make it with advantage. That's the end of Rayisk's turn. Yeah. That's gonna be number nine. Okay. Nine is again going to uh, pop Nine, up. you watch him do drugs. Yeah, that is... Uh, yeah, 
Uh, to describe it, I sloppily pull out like a little paper container, and because I can't, I'm like dying. I just kind of jam it up against my face. Oh Jesus! Okay. <laughs> uh, come on, go cover risk. Okay. And she does so, and I am going okay. to come around the pillar and shoot off. A yet another crossbow bolt at said null. Yeah, you you actually don't have to move to hit this null. Now that I realize which one it is, uh, so you're good. You can just keep laying fire. This is the null that's been standing above uh, risk for a while. Okay, cool. Now. That is a seventeen to hit. That's a hit. That, that is seven plus two damage. What does it look like when you kill this null? I am going to take it. Uh, it's going to take a bolt in the shoulder and it's going to whip it around until he falls over. Okay. As the last null goes down, Reisk, I'm going to have you make your final death save. Because you've taken Locust Powder, you can make it with advantage as the pain subsides and you get control of your breathing. Uh, success. Lucky I had an advantage, though, because that first one was a nine. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, so do I just get back to standing? I believe I believe you are still unconscious. Basically, what happens is you succeed that la- after taking the drug, you feel a sense of peace. You get your breathing under control. You do fully pass back out. You are unconscious now, but stable. Okay. That is how that works. Then yeah, I'm, I, and just pass out flat on the ground. Yeah, the last nulls uh, die, and you guys are left in the embers of the torch that has been dropped and the fire that is put out. Smoke has sort of filled this room and uh, clings to the ground. What do you guys do? Sleep. <laughs> yeah, he's he's down. He's unconscious, but alive. I am going to go over and check on him to make sure that that is true. And then I will look around to see if there are any people here. Yeah, as you check on him, uh, go ahead and roll medicine. That is a 12 plus 3. 15. He nearly died. He appears to be stable, but you also, as you check him and open like his eye, you realize that he seems to be under the, pa- the effect of a powerful narcotic. Yeah, as I see the package there, I'm also going to look at it and uh, analyze that. Um, can you assist with medicine? Yes. Yeah, you can stabilize with that. If you are trained, yes. Which I am. That means it has a dot, right? Yeah. Yes. Proficient. Okay. Never yeah. mind then. Uh, it would depend on kind of what you're choosing to help with, but there's a good chance that I'll be like, for something like medicine, I would say like, nah, you need training to like help. Uh, so, nah, what do you that do? That is a, I am rolling an investigation to see what this stuff is. Um, I guess, yeah, go for it. 19 plus um, 6. The 19 plus 6, it's an investigation, you know it's drugs. Uh, you're not certain what, because, kind, because I don't think that Nine is familiar with drugs. Okay. You know that this is likely the narcotic that he's under, because you watched him do it. Uh, like, it's not a huge leap, but other, like, I don't think Nine knows anything about drugs. Uh, the medicine check you gave, I think, would tell you everything you know about this. Okay, I am going to go to Adaru and start, or, well, I guess, Halor, and start, uh, looking around the room for, I guess, survivors, and then I'm going to have point one, uh, point one, I'll take care of point two. Okay. Point one is going to go cast Mending on point two. As he, he moves through the, through the room, Adario, I'm assuming you kind of check out the room as well. One of the things you guys find in the shadows in the north corner of the room, it looks like they had constructed palisades. Like, if they had had more time before you guys came up on them, they would have probably pushed those to protect 
the one entrance that you find into this room. You think that maybe if you hook those up, you guys might be able to make this room at least more secure if you wanted to take a breather. Um, Sounds like a plan. Point one heals point two, gets him back in shape, because it's Her. a mending spell, right? Yeah. That you cast. Her. Her. The little dude helps Dudette and Dudette <laughs> and Dude help each other out and get the them back The dude's a real out. dude and helps the other dudes. I'm a dude. The dudes are dudes. He's a dude. I'm a She's dude. A dude. She's, She's a dude. A dude. She's She's a dude. We're all dudes. We're all dudes. Yeah. And you guys, I will say, if you set up this palisade, I will say that you guys are nervous about it, but you can try to take an hour rest. Sure. What does that mean for me being passed out? How long am I going to be passed out for? Just for the duration of the short rest, and then I can roll as many up to my hit die? I mean, I could just go on medicine, check him, and pick him up at this point. Let's go ahead and look up death. <laughs> Let's look up death. death. Let me tell you, that Google search is going to be interesting. Sorry, a stable creature doesn't make death saving throws, even though it has zero hit points, but it does remain unconscious. The creature stops being stable and must start making death saving throws if it takes any damage. A stable creature that isn't healed regains one hit point every 1d4 hours. So after one hour, you get a hit point back. We're just going to say you get one back after the short rest, at least. So you're, you're in a rough spot. It's not great. That being said, I do believe you were given healing potions by foe. Let me check. I don't recall that, but it also may not have been me. I also suck. I may be variety. wrong. Yeah, I don't think I've used any healing yet, but he, I think he might have given us a potion after the snake, and I think we might have had to use it. Either way, go ahead and take a short rest in D&D Beyond. I don't have any healing potions, and my short rest equals one hit point, so... Yes, you, you technically are not going to benefit from a short rest here. Yep. Uh, you are getting your one hit point back. Now, as you come back awake after an hour... Maybe you guys want to continue your resting. I don't know. That's up to you for another hour. Uh, that's, I mean, that's up to... Uh... The first hour goes by. All you guys hear is the sound of rushing water. as And that gets stronger as it seems like the rain outside is picked up. So the rain is flooding into the tunnel and going through this stream. The hour goes by and Reisk wakes up. And, and I yes. wake up. Uh, as I wake up, I... <laughs> And uh, I look around and... Standing overview is point one. Uh, my skin is still kind of... Though it settled down while while I was asleep, it's gone back to sort of flashing colors uh, and, and being ripply. Mm-hmm. And uh, I calm down to, oh, a, to a sort of docile gray. Awake! Oh, Awake! Oh, He's awake! Welcome back, friend. Are you okay? Not great. We're gonna try and get out of here. Good. I imagine we didn't find anybody. Everyone's dead, right? There's nothing. There's no people in here. It's just the gnolls. There seems to have been a living quarters for the gnolls. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and finish my description that I that I got cut off because y'all didn't see the rest of the room. But um, in the middle of the room are two large pillars spaced about ten feet from each other the first of which houses the hole from which the stream pours. Further around the southern edge of this room, you see dim light. That was from the smoke. Smell smoke hangs heavy in the room, clinging to the roof in pools with nowhere to exit. It is quiet except for the flow of water. I guess I actually did finish the description accidentally a moment ago, so never mind. Yeah, that's it. That's all that's in the room. Okay. Do we have... I mean, I guess technically there's another hallway to go down, but... Reyes wakes back up. Adaru, you've been alone with the robots for an hour. How are you feeling? This sucks. It ain't great. I'm not digging it. I watch them. I watch them, and I sit in the corner, 
Over there. I check in on Reyesk every now and then, because he's a living, breathing, flesh-oriented creature that matters. And then I go back over there, in the corner, where they're not. Nine, you notice... fuck those things. You notice... Maybe probably what you've already noticed is that Adaru is made uncomfortable like you, as Vivaldi is, has pointed out. It is not concealed. Yes. Halor... Ever. ...is uncomfortable with me. Yeah. Yes. I'm talking as the Dungeon Master. I don't have to get that shit right. <laughs> he's the Dungeon Master. He doesn't have to know what the fuck he's talking about. Exactly. Thank you. Reyes, you wake up, and um, one of the first things that happens upon your when you wake up is that you realize that your Yoon phone has messages. Cool. Do you check them? Um, yeah, I check them. It's just fucking ads, dude. Oh, fucking God. He's one of those kids. These fucking teenagers always on their damn Yoon phones. Yeah, and it's just ads. Hi. Welcome to Yoon Phone. The Yoon Phone is a powerful device brought to us by the diligent work of the Apotheosis Program. Here's a commercial for one of the many products that you can find through the Yoon Phone right now. What? Come on down to Shia the Wolf Tigawagon, the number one provider of used Tigawagons in the Tri Primacy area. We've got big Tigga wagons, small Tigga wagons, blue Tigga wagons, black Tigga wagons, more Tigga wagons than you can possibly drive all at once. Like this beauty, I've got here a 535 Tigga wagon, Model T, for 75.95 gold, or I'll lease it to you for no coin down, 180 gold a month. Woof. No kidding. Woof. So come on down to Shia Wolf Tigawagon, 5028 Flower Bell Boulevard in Bree. Tell them, woof. Woof. Alright, once you're done checking your notifications, you realize that the rest are awake, and that they've constructed a little bit of a barricaded area, in it, and it seems like, godsend, no one's been attacked yet. Yeah, um, do I know that if the... I know it's... I'm... I'm Foe and them don't have one, obviously, because if they did, they would just phone each other like intelligent individuals. No, they do. So, <laughs> Foe's a Foe he just ran off, and he could have just used his phone. Yeah, that would have made sense. Do I know Foe has a phone? Please tell me I don't, because if so... Because I, I, I can't imagine. I, I imagine we wouldn't have his number. Why would he get Actually, us that? I think we know that he has one because I think we've seen him take a call in front of us. Vivaldi has. Foe's not. Oh, okay. Um, they are. They're not. You, you know that Vivaldi has one. You surmise Foe probably should have a Yoon phone. Uh, but he like it. It's it's of note that he did not use one. Okay. Well, I didn't see him use it, and I guess I kind of just walked away anyway. So it doesn't really matter too heavily. Sure. Yeah. No, it's a good question. He did not use it. Yeah. And also, he probably wouldn't know that you have a Yunva. He probably wouldn't, because I don't think I've taken a call in front of him. I feel him like, either. as a soldier, we probably aren't allowed to have phones. I mean, He's I not think a just... They know I'm not a normal soldier, but yeah. I don't know if they know that means I have a phone. Yeah. Uh, I think Vivaldi does. Yeah. But, yeah, I, it is it is unclear, uh, because you're not tight with the, Inquisi- the Inquisitors, that 
how, like how that works and how updated each Inquisitor is. You definitely know Vivaldi is. He seems to be well connected. He seems to know what's up. Foe yeah. seems to be less so as far as you can tell, for whatever reason. Okay, so I see that my message is, I, I, I see the, the alerts on my Yunphone, and then I put it away because I don't think I have any Thank way. Thank you for using Yunphone. <laughs> it disgusts me. I don't think I have any way to contact Vivaldi, Vivaldi or Foe. Like even you though... were not given their sigils. No, Nina's still standing there waiting to hear you answer when she asked if she said you were okay. Seth, you okay? Uh, Seth, being a little out of it, he uh, he kind of looks around and looks up at you and goes, mm, "Not great." Okay. Well, glad you're that, but we're waiting. I guess for you, we were waiting for you to be okay, and we've blocked off the room, and Palor has been over there. We have fresh meat. Uh, Seth. Palor made a promise. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna walk over there. I guess Seth is gonna walk over there. I'm gonna walk over there and and see the fresh meat. Uh, did, Halor you, did you cook hands, it? Halor hands you the fresh, uncooked liver of uh, the big boy because he promised that he would consume his flesh. In front of his brethren. And hello, don't break promises. Has he? Have you propped up the other dead hyena men to, like, witness this act? I'm taking it with me into the next room. I'm sure oh, there's okay. more. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I, I, I'm keeping the heart. I've, I've given him the liver. Next best. Cool. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel as though, because as a Crestkin, we we are carnivores as well. As we're, we're omnivores, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel as though it's not unusual for him to have taken meat though normally it would have been like a like a, a seafood uh, it smells based. like knoll though yeah it probably smells real gross yeah knoll is not exactly probably, like the most appetizing i don't know if it's safe to eat but i'm sure it doesn't smell like it is yeah no it's it's, it's it probably stinks to high hell so he takes it smells like oh. goes, mm. he shakes his head and hands it back your lost friend liver is good meat what do you guys do eat a liver apparently yeah. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't gonna. Roll con. It's not actually about consuming the... Roll I assume con. that no liver is as nasty as no liver, but this is a spike consumption. So, yeah, roll con. Yeah, that's fine. I do that. That's a thing I do. I do that well. I mean, I don't roll well, but I do con well. Ten. You watch Adaru choke down a bite of liver with a decidedly unhappy look on his face, but he does choke that shit down. He don't stop. It's no, not a bite. Whole damn liver, yeah, yeah, eventually. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, it, it is a gruesome thing to watch his face as he do, as he forces himself to do this. What do you guys do? Um, I uh, be uncomfortable, probably. Yeah, I sort of assess the damage to myself, realizing I'm on thin legs. I stumble around. I look at them and I go, "More cave." Yes, in time. Yes. Not sure I can make it. I think we should. Probably go back to fuck. I have a bad plan. Why? Gnolls are cowardly creatures. We bring them a gift of the skin of their leader. Who's the leader? I'm assuming the large one. What if it's not? Then we bring them the skin of their leader. I... <sighs> Seth, do you feel that you could safely scout ahead? Keep yourself out of trouble. I do not wish yeah. to put you in greater harm than is required. It might be safer to send one and two. I could, but nine is right. Then so be it. Send them ahead silently. Let us know what is ahead. Then we make our plan. No sense rushing to death, but also no sense leaving if we are near winning. What if I send... What if I send point one forward, 
And I send point two back to wait for fuel. Sounds a serviceable operation. Reisk nods. Alright. Yeah, I look down to one and two. Okay, point one. I want you to scout forward to look for more nulls, okay? Okay. Quiet quietly. Yes, it's very it's very important that you be as quiet as possible, okay? Try not to be seen. Okay. Okay. Roll stealth for point one. Point two can get back to the cave mouth with no problems. Okay. Point two, I want you to head back to the mouth of the cave and stay there and wait for fun. Sure, show him this room when he gets here. Okay. That is a a 12 plus four. Cool. She goes off into the darkness. And nine, it's, a, it's so good that you did that because we don't learn anything. Because, you know, oh, there's, no. No, there's no way to communicate or anything like that. Excuse me while I roll some checks. What do you mean there's no way to communicate? It doesn't. It has to come back. Yeah. Since and, we looked, it doesn't do that. And, uh, and hey guys, it doesn't come back. Hey, Tavern Goers. Thanks again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. Today's tale featured Mitchell Travis as Atheru, Jeffrey Lisk as Reisk, Ryan Santos as Number 9, and Jameson Oxford as the Dungeon Master. You can follow us and interact with us on Twitter at Torchlit Tavern, or email us with any of your most pressing questions at torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can also find our entertainers on the streets of twitch.tv slash torchlittavern, yelling obscenities at passersby. If you enjoyed our tale, you can tip your storytellers as you leave the tavern, which you can do via patreon.com backslash torchlittavern. Every little bit helps, and those who tip well and often can find themselves privy to an extra story or two, jokes, or maybe even a bit of hidden lore. Our story continues to grow all the time, and though we have no designs on a vast empire, your help is always appreciated. Our theme music for this campaign was designed by the bard, Brett Eagleston. Get his music at breadeagleston.bandcamp.com or find links for all his projects by following Bread Eagles on Twitter. This episode was edited and produced by Jameson Oxford and Ryan Santos. Other music and sound effects are provided by Epidemic Sound with help from freesound.org. And if you should find yourself surrounded by eager ears and attentive listeners, remember to tell good stories.